During the first interview, my guest pointed out that we are not so different from each other despite my multicultural background. Indeed, my life has become easier since I stopped trying to define myself as either Cuban, Greek, or even Cuban-American. I realized that I can be all at once since we are amalgamations of the cultures that surround us, the places we go, the people we meet, the decisions we make. The following episode will include an interview with my mother, who raised me, as well as a brief commentary on one of my annotated sources. Hello everyone and welcome to my second episode. I have a second guest here and would you like to introduce yourself please? Yes, I'm Maribel Ibanez. Um, I'm your mother. I was born in Cuba and you are my second child to um, my second husband, a Greek born in London. Greek Cypriot, in fact. And I am excited to talk about whatever you want to hear from your multicultural background. All right, well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, before I, I ask you a couple of questions, I wanted to talk about a reading that I did. Uh, it's a book chapter called Identity is Not a Figure by Jean-Luc, Nancy, and Francois Raffaut. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Uh, they wrote a book called Identity Fragments, Frankness. Frankness. And this, uh, in this chapter, Identity is Not a Figure, they put the example of Europe, for instance, how when people think of Europe, they think about it as a whole without realizing that it's made up of different cultures and history and you know different countries that have separate identities and together they form Europe so trying to define the the old continent by a single by by looking at one of those uh, countries separately or by a single um, meaning it doesn't work because it's made of variety and that's what makes it so I think that uh, ties into my own life because I believe I'm the product of a mix of different things. I'm not just one thing. And that's, this is basically what we are going to discuss today. I have a question. It's how was it like to raise me as a Cuban child while keeping my Greek heritage present? What are some of the things you did to keep that heritage present and why do you think these were important? To raise you was a real challenge, I must say, because you were born in Cuba, as I said, to a Greek Cypriot father who had been born in England. So that was a real challenge, yes. I had another child who was 100% Cuban, who is 100% Cuban, your elder sister, Proud of both of you, but raising you was completely different. At the beginning, I thought you were going to be just a, a, a Cuban baby of Greek origin, but you were more than that because you uh, started showing early signs of your Greek personality <clears throat> very, very early. 
And uh, I never thought that this was going to have to do with the genes somehow, uh, with the genetic background, I would say. <clears throat> to my surprise, yes, it does. I soon learned that apart from <clears throat> the values and the way I was trying to raise you, there were signs of your Greek uh, component coming. Um, yes, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just It's just interesting what you're saying because so far in my project, <clears throat> I've been looking at identity as an amalgamation of the things we come across as we grow up. But you're also mentioning genetics. So you believe that there is a side of me that, uh, like, how can I say, labels me as Greek, even though I don't look for it, that it's there in my genes? I do think so. I am absolutely convinced about that. And I learned it because <clears throat> the process of raising you, <coughs> I found some reactions and some things that you were not taught because you were being raised after you were two years old. You were you were being raised away from your Greek family, only in with your Cuban family. And even <clears throat> you were showing things that were not taught to you, even gestures in your face, in your hands even physical gestures, and that was incredible. And that was a complete surprise to me because no one taught you that. There was no possible way you were taught to be like, I am not Greek, so how could you possibly show signs of, of that? Yeah, I, I, I see what you mean, but also I remember <clears throat> that there were things that you did to keep my Greek heritage present always in our daily lives. So I would like you to, to you know, to, to talk to me a little bit about those things you did and why you thought those were important, because then if you did those things, that proves that the genes themselves were not strong enough to keep that Greek heritage alive. So you felt like I needed some extra something extra and i want you to to please talk to me about that of course i i also um devoted myself to raise you in the um i would say the comprehension the the understanding of the greek culture because of your background in fact first of all because i am fond of the greek culture i was always fond of the greek culture and then I fell in love with the Greek so that was very important to me and since you had a Greek family on the other side of the world I wanted you to be aware of that I wanted you to keep those ties and to um, boost them because you should be proud of your origins you had your Cuban family, you were, you were being raised near your Cuban relatives, but you were away from the Greek side of the family. And I wanted you to be aware of that. That's why, for instance, I promoted conversations on the phone with your grandmother and your auntie that was also your godmother. And I was also showing literature to you yeah, I remember. Music, songs yeah. uh, that I 
I learned to sing them to you and stories that I learned to give them to you so that, so that you would become aware of the big values of the Greek culture, an ancient culture you should be proud of. And that's why I used to show you the pictures of your great-grandparents. Yeah, it, it's, it's funny and uh, it's interesting because even though I don't speak Greek today, I still remember some of the lyrics that you used to sing to me. I'm not going to sing them to the audience right now because they will, you know, want, they will stop listening to us. <laughs> But I do remember those lyrics and I remember knowing every detail of my Greek baptism, for instance, that I, the only reason I remember is because you told me. So yeah, um, and I show you pictures of, of right. that, and I explain to you why things were done in that way in the Greek Orthodox Church. Although you were being raised also as a Catholic, and sure. and being both religions, uh, uh, I mean having both religions a lot to do with each other, I devoted myself to learn those aspects of the culture, the religious culture, and the music also, so that you would grow up, grow up, sorry, with those values from both cultures you should be proud of. So you don't think that by keeping my Greek heritage alive, you would like override my Cuban heritage? Not at all. Okay. Not at all. They were perfectly made for Uh, a blend, okay. I would say, and I was proud of that. As I said, I love Greek culture, and uh, I was very much welcoming to that Greek family. So I wanted you to have both. I see. So that ties into my next question, because um, there was a time in which I did not realize, uh, I did not want, I don't know if, I did not want to or I didn't realize it then like that I was a blend and I think part of it also was that I was bullied at school so I want to read to you like a small like a short excerpt of something I wrote for a project for uh, Professor Sohan um, this was this was on this is on my mini project too and it says later Time came to go to school and there I met the bullies. You don't look Cuban, you're not like us, your name is weird, they said. Mom, what do I do? How do I fit in? I am Cuban. My mother always answered that of course I was Cuban and Greek too. She said that I was all at the same time and that it was their problem and their parents for not teaching the kids to respect everyone's individuality. She said I should always be proud of my Greek heritage. But what was my Greek individuality? What was my individuality? Why couldn't I be the one? Why couldn't I be one thing or the other or both? Why couldn't I choose? It seemed to me that one's cultural background is like some sort of curse that haunts us forever and determines who we are. So it's really that last sentence that I want you to, to think about. Do you remember these events? Do you remember me being bullied? And what do you make of this thing that I wrote? Do you think identity can be chosen or is it defined by the language and the culture parents pass on to us well i don't think identity can be chosen you are a product you are a result of of that blend 
and I I was aware that you um, were being bullied in at school, but I didn't know up to what extent, of course, because I was not physically at school. And I remember having explained to you that you had to stand against that and that uh, children at school had to understand that you were different because, not because you wanted to, but because of your backgrounds. And that you were Cuban, yes, but that you were also Greek. And you were a beautiful girl, in fact. But I think you were so young that at that time you were not able to understand in its totality uh, the, the significance of, of what that meant. And, uh, well, that's why I tried to get you to accept that. At the beginning, you rejected uh, for instance, you rejected the Greek part because you were surrounded by Cuban children. And of course, because your father and I had split up and you felt that he was some sort of guilty because he was not by our side. But what I wanted you to understand is that no matter what, you should be proud of your origin. And for instance, you should learn uh, Greek. And if not Greek, English. Uh, yeah, you know, I think that in a way, identity can be chosen because we can choose to accept the different cultures we come from, like I did as, when I grew up later on, because in the beginning, I chose to stay, to say and to feel Cuban, and I rejected everything else. But then I grew up, I went to school, I learned new things, I learned about multiculturalism, I came to America and I saw multiculturalism in Miami, like the way we know it is. So I chose to embrace that side. So I think in a way identity can be chosen because you can make the decision to open yourself up to the the influences, the cultural influences that you've had. Yeah, well, identity can be developed. That's what, what I would oh, say. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah, it can be developed. And I wanted to prepare you for the future because I knew you were going to be, and I wanted you to be related to a multicultural world. And so, so that is why you, you made a decision for me to learn English. Like, how do you believe that decision of having me learn English at the age of 11 shaped my future self? What were you really expecting for me to accomplish? Well, actually, what I was expecting from you is what you are accomplishing now. I'm very proud of you and I'm very proud of the decision I made because I wanted you, as I said, to prepare, I wanted you to, to get ready for the future in a cross-cultural environment. I knew the world and I know the world is much more than Cuba, it's much more than Cyprus, it's much more than the United States. Of course, at that time, I didn't know that we were going to come and live in the United States. But uh, see, now we are facing the reality and then we face the reality. You, you were 
having encounters, meetings with your Greek family. You could exchange and share your your life with with your Greek family directly. Right? Directly, yeah. exactly. Thank, thank God, I I made the decision of um letting you learn English and not by my not with with me. I mean, I was not your teacher. I decided to hire teachers to teach you so that it could be a more serious thing and it wouldn't be left in the family environment only. Yeah, I can say that going to English classes uh, made me develop communication skills better and social skills because I was able to make friends and I learned to express myself in in a different way, which really expanded my the way I can express feelings. I could say things in Spanish and then I could say them in English if I felt that they represented better what I was feeling. Uh, I also um, was able to read things and write and, and, you know, I had access to so much more information. So that's why wherever I go, I defend bilingual um, education. And I believe it it doesn't take away from the students' uh, first language. It just is just a way to open doors in which you can express yourself. Uh, and I think that's very positive. Um, so finally, before before we go, I want to ask you, what Cuban values would you like me to pass on to my children? That's an interesting question. And I am I'm very proud of being Cuban and I always try to convey that to you and your sister and and also because it doesn't clash with clash with your greek values we cubans are a happy people a hospitable people but mainly we are a nation of fighters and i didn't want you to give up in the face of any um challenge or of any um obstacles yeah we're also loud there's some noise in the background (laughs) (laughs) yes we are a loud culture but we have been able to adapt ourselves to the cultures surrounding us and that's why i'm so proud of you i want you to keep being cuban to love the land of your ancestors and also to love the land of your greek ancestors and also to love the land of your adopted uh, country because this, the United States is a great country and I think that this will give you the opportunity to develop all those beautiful values from both cultures and from the American culture as well. Okay, okay, yeah, I can, I, I can do that. Um, so thank you so much uh, for accepting to be interviewed and thank you uh, to the audience for listening I will see you soon